We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Look at how NFL teams are, are built today. That You can never have enough. In, in the way that I agree with him, you can never have enough elite talent. You just can't. However, where you have elite talent has never mattered more. And the NFL especially, like, you know, um, Philadelphia trying to build around Jalen Hurts. They had Devontae Smith. They went and traded for A.J. Brown. Um, you know, Kansas City had Chris Jones. They had Frank Clark. They drafted George Karloftis early. Uh, they had uh, Teron Matthew, the Honey Badger. They drafted Trent McDuffie. So... I, I actually do think it matters where the Browns focus their aim this offseason. I am a trenches guy and a quarterback guy. So I think right now the weakest spot in the trenches, and not the weakest, that's actually not fair because they were the best one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. I think the area where you can add another upper echelon player is the defensive line. And that's something I've been all over all offseason, and I just will continue to be. I think if you can add a Khalil Mack, if you can add a Joey Bosa, if you can, and I'm just throwing out names that could be available, if you can add a Hassan Reddick, um, you know, people seem to think things like, oh, well, this guy doesn't fit this system. Um, the wide nine is pretty, pretty versatile with the guys you can bring in. Zedarius Smith had not played with his hand in his dirt. Our hand in the dirt until our, since his rookie season, he, he he picked it up pretty pretty well this year. I actually wouldn't put past, past the idea of bringing back Sedarius Smith. I don't know it's the most likely thing, but like I mentioned, Khalil Mack. I mentioned Hassan Reddick. I think you just need to focus on the balance of we got to have a deep roster that allows us to do what we did last year, and man, we got to go big game hunting at the key positions, which are quarterback wide. Uh, really just pass catcher, but pass catcher, O-line, D-line, and if, I don't think you'll need it, but if you can go fishing for your next starting cornerback in the middle rounds, that'd be a great spot to get it as well. Uh, so great stuff with Brian Billick there. I thought it was interesting, his his explanation on the Kyle Shanahan stuff as well, because I think we've realized right now um, the San Francisco defense was not as good as it's been in recent years. They still, as you saw in that game, had a lethal front four. And some of the concepts they were throwing at Pat Mahomes are confusing the hell out of Pat Mahomes. So I thought it was kind of wild that Steve Wilkes got fired today, their defensive coordinator. And it just, I think the NFL is really good at patsyism. I think they're really good at setting guys up. And I think, I think, uh, I think, Kyle Shanahan having to call a timeout in overtime to get Steve Wilkes to change the play out of zero coverage, I think is the fantastic moment where Kyle Shanahan realized he had something where he could scapegoat Steve Wilkes. I think it's despicable business. I think it is. A, and listen, if Kyle Shanahan can do it, a guy that grew up in the business, I'm not saying Steve Wilkes is perfect. It's year one of his defense, and he had a pretty – thin uh, secondary from a talent perspective. So he's also not the reason he lost. 
like blaming ba- blaming Steve Wilkes because Pat Mahomes went down the field and scored a touchdown would when when your quarterback, your hand selected quarterback got you three points and you took the ball first, you put the defense in that position when you decided to take the ball first. So I just think it's really fascinating. Kyle Shanahan also did talk this week about uh, the different players saying that they didn't know the overtime rules. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with to make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. We did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. What I think you guys know how I've explained how I make decisions with that stuff in the past. I take all the information I can get, especially ones I haven't been in, and our analytics felt that was the best way to go. But as you guys know, I don't always just go with that. I take into account what they say, what they think is right, and then I go off my gut in the heat of battle and I knew what they felt going into it. And when I think about that during the moments I have to make the decision, I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do. It did seem more like a field goal game. And it even had been out there for a real long time right before that. So uh, it was no, I didn't feel at all to override that at the time. Analytic decisions are made on a piece of paper. So you can read that and understand math and what they think about going off that. But that's why, I, but I always make it in a heat of battle with that information. And I mean, if it was like the Super Bowl the year before, the one that seemed more like a shootout, I think I might have felt a little bit differently. But having that information going in and the way ours was going, I didn't feel differently. I felt accurate with what they had recommended. We had this at the very end of yesterday's show, but we didn't have time to play it because we were up against it. And if I had heard that yesterday, I would have been able to tell you Steve Wilkes was getting fired. I don't know I would have said Steve Wilkes. I would have said somebody's getting fired because that sounds like a defensive-ass coach. And like he spent, he spent 40 minutes letting you know, or 40 seconds letting you know, that's what analytics said to do, but he chose to do that. Like, okay, buddy. I, well, you know, that's, that's what analytics says to do. You can do the math. You got it on the paper there. But I chose to do that. And sometimes in the heat of battle, like, man, it really is impossible for some coaches just to be like, yeah, that was a decision that we set in stone at the beginning of the playoffs. And that's just, that's kind of how those decisions go so we can make the right decision in the moment. I just, I just, some coaches, and Kyle's one of those guys, some guys just can't fully give analytics credit, or in this case, the blame. Um, and with that, I just think like I I think Kyle Shanahan and now Steve Wilkes are paying the price for public perception. Like I think the simple answer on why San Francisco lost the Super Bowl, they had the lesser quarterback and they in those final minutes, the best quarterback in the NFL won out. That's not that's not about the 49ers defense. It's not about um Steve Wilkes, it's not really even about Kyle Shanahan. When you when one team has Pat Mahomes and they're behind, they're within six or seven points of of taking the game late in the game, and they have the ball last. The expectation should be that Pat Mahomes wins the game. He's now seven for seven in those late game moments, needing a touchdown, being within a touchdown of the lead or uh, of winning the game in the final. I think it's two minutes or minute of a game. He's seven for seven in his career. Brady wasn't seven for seven. Brady was something like sixty percent. I think is the number that I saw. So, like, part of this is just why can't you just say, you know, guys, it, I don't know that it mattered who who did what. Like, I think I think in the end, Pat Mahomes did what he did to Josh Allen two years ago. He did what he did to Josh Allen this year. He did what he's done to Josh Allen his whole career, really. Um, this is just what he does. So I just think it's wild that – I just think it's wild. Like, I, I think people are uh, – 
I think there's a segment of the NFL media and fans who just wanted who wanted to stop Pat Mahomes and were pissed it didn't happen. So you got to put the blame somewhere. And I think that is diseased thinking. I think I think fall guy, I think um we got to blame somebody. I, I've seen it my entire adult life working in various companies. The urge to blame somebody instead of fixing whatever went wrong. It is to me, I'll, I'll say it again, it is disease thinking. And it is so wild to me how in a organization with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, truly brilliant football men, that we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One, you get defensive about a call. Give them a 15-second answer, Kyle, and don't answer it again. That's simple. And, And the other, that they have to, they have, again, that our thinking is we've got to blame somebody because one team lost. How about Pat Mahomes is really friggin' good? How about the Kansas City Chiefs have been there two times before? How about it's really hard to win a Super Bowl? You, you didn't get fired for not making the playoffs. All right, nobody's getting blamed because you lost in the first round by 35 points. No, no, no. Nay, nay, nay. Ah, uh, you just couldn't beat Pat Mahomes. Fire everyone. Uh, the other thing he talked about was the perception on him now as a coach that that he can't win the big game or that they can't win the big games. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fixed perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. But I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. We've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. The fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how much we've been game, win games or big games. And I think you guys are aware of that. But it's, you know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But... To think that if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. That's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, it comes down to one game. And I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. Yeah, there's. I think we all know there's a little bit of a verbal shell game there. There's a difference between winning a big game and winning the big game. And he's being purposefully coy. Um yeah, is it a little dirty that people are now saying, ah, Kyle Shanahan can't win the big game? Yes. Has he also had three cracks at it? One as an offensive coordinator, two as a head coach? Also, yes. Like, Dan Reeves is a hell of a guy. Dan Reeves is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Dan Reeves, when I was just starting out here, offered to come on my show quite a bit during the Super Bowl, during the offseason to help because he I had met him once. He was just a super nice guy. Couldn't win the big game because he didn't win the big game. You didn't win the Super Bowl. Got multiple cracks at it. And did it drive him crazy that that was the narrative on him? Probably. But that's kind of the point. Like, Andy Reid was the guy that couldn't win the big game. And then he won the big game. Marv Levy was the guy. That doesn't mean they're not really good coaches or great coaches, but it's a have or have not thing. So it doesn't matter that you beat Detroit in the NFC title game or you beat Tampa in the NFC title game or you beat anybody. No, you either won the Super Bowl or you didn't. 
And it's not about what's fair. Perception isn't fair. Perception most often isn't even reality. But like Kyle Shanahan, I, I found a little a little telling when guys give more give as much of a care about the perception as the reality. The reality is it sucks. You lost the Super Bowl. That should matter more than whether people think you can win a game that you've had three cracks at or not. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.